What up, everybody? We are back with another podcast for today. This is Devin. This is the Global Hoopers. Today, we're going to be talking about the Utah Jazz. We're going to be talking about free agents. We're going to talk about trades that the Jazz could go after. Um, yeah, we're going to start breaking that stuff down. So, let's get into it. So, first of all, let's go into Mike Conley. Mike Conley is 32 years old right now. Um, game 7 happened yesterday. Conley um, was a big reason he lost that game. He did not shoot well at all. Um, shot very poorly. Um, missed the game-winning shot. I know it was a bad shot. It was on the run. It was a three-pointer. It was in and out. He almost made it, um, but he didn't. It was a bad shot. Um, so you can't really blame him for that one. He didn't have much of an option. Um, but Conley is a huge question mark right now for the Jazz. Um, he had a really bad season, not even anything close to what the Jazz expected him to do. Um, and he was healthy almost the, the whole year. He was out maybe a month, I think, at, at one point. Um, and then he missed a, a couple more weeks earlier in the season, I think. Um, so he had a couple injuries, but nothing too serious that kept him out um, for more than, more than a month. Uh, so, I mean, that's if you knew that before we got him, you would have said, okay, well, then we're going to be a good team. We're going to be a top three seed. You know, Conley's going to play all year. He's probably going to be productive, get 20 points a game for the Jazz. And, you know, seven assists a game, maybe four rebounds, whatever it might be, uh, a couple steals. Um, be a leader, be productive, be there and help Gobert, help Mitchell, um, help Clarkson, help guys like Moody and Ray John Tucker and, you know, all those guys like that. Royce O'Neal, show him a couple things maybe. Um, it hasn't been anything like that at all. Um, Conley's played really bad. He's just had a lot of bad games. Um, I think the most he scored on the Jazz, maybe, I want to say 29, but it could have been 32, possibly. But I want to say it was 29 points was the most that Conley got for the Jazz this year. Um, and that was so off and on that and inconsistent that it happened once every three months we'd get a, a 25, 27-point game, 29-point um, game. Um, and that, that's not good at all. I mean, the average for him was 12, 13, you know, maybe even 5, 10-point games. Um, and that was pretty pretty common um, earlier in the season. Um, it seemed like when he came back to the bubble, he was balling out for a minute, um, especially when he first came back for that game. Uh, I think it was game three. It was the first game he was back. Um, he looked really good. He was playing well. Um, it was the best he was playing for the Jazz all season. Um, it became a meme. It became a the hype thing that you need to have a baby before the playoffs so you can play better and all this shit. And so Conley was, you know, he was creating his own hype and stuff. And he, he started to do better, and uh, he just fell off uh, in that last game. We needed him the most at Game 7. Um, he didn't help us win. That's why we got him to win those Game 7s to beat these teams, uh, to beat you know, the Rockets, to beat the, the Lakers. Uh, we got Conley to beat all these other teams in the West. I think the Jazz front office sees Conley as that final piece that was going to put the Jazz into the championship. Um, so I think with that being said, with what they expected him to be last night, he should have at least won a game seven against the Denver Nuggets, or at least went out there and got us 20, 25 points, did something to help contribute to that win and make sure that we get that win. I understand that he shot two out of 13 or whatever it might have been, um, but in my opinion he could have done a lot better um that's just him settling i feel like um in my own opinion that's him settling for for threes or um long range twos or whatever it might be i think uh 
when he's having a bad game like that and he makes two shots, he needs to be more aggressive and he needs to get to that hole um, a lot. But uh, it seems like Conley gets more reserved. It seems like Conley gets more uh, maybe insecure maybe when he plays bad and he just goes and stands in the corner um, and doesn't want to dribble, doesn't want to be aggressive and doesn't uh, want to be confident pretty much and just loses all that and lets it all go out the window. Um, and then he becomes ineffective. He, uh, he's small, can't really guard too many. I mean, he's got good intensity and stuff when he does guard. Uh, he's got pride and everything like that. He brings something to your team. It's not that he doesn't bring anything. I just don't think it's enough for the Jazz at this point in time. Um, Memphis had those grind teams back in the day when Connie was in his prime. Uh, but I feel like Gasol and uh, O.J. Mayo, Rudy Gay, guys like that were able to score a little bit more. And Conley's kind of just there to help uh, put points up and just be that third, fourth piece. Uh, the Jazz need him to be that number one, number two piece right next to Mitchell. They need him to be, uh, you know, the McCollum to Damian Lillard pretty much. You know, they need him to be that side piece to Mitchell. They need him to be, you know, John Wall's bad to go. They need him to be Clay Thompson to, you know, Steph Curry. They need that. Um, I don't know if he's even capable of doing that anymore. He's 32 now. He'll probably be 33 by the time next season starts. Um, that's a, it's getting up there in age. Um, and he's also making $32 million a year. So if the Jazz decide to bring Conley back, um, then they most likely will not be able to make that many more signings. They may be able to make one uh, or two. I think the cap space they'll have, it, they'll have to make a decision on Clarkson first and then decide if they want to bring Clarkson back. But if they decide to uh, keep Conley, then that's basically deciding to our team for next season right there. And if Conley opts into that player option, which he most likely is going to, I cannot see Conley walking away from $32 million. Because most likely the next contract he would get would probably be in that 10 to 15 million dollar range. So this is basically double to triple what he's normally getting um, in salary. So I cannot see him opting out of this contract that the Jazz is paying him right now. Um, 32 million a year. It's a lot of money. That's as much as uh, I think it's the same as Steph Curry's making for the the Warriors. So. Um, if you're making the same as Steph Curry, then he needs to replicate or at least um, have more progress, production, more. He needs to be doing more for us. He needs to have 20 points a game. He needs to have at least, you know, eight, nine assists a game. Um, wasn't close to that. So I think it's time to move on from Conley. Um, I never really liked the move from the beginning. I always thought he was a little bit too old. He was out of his prime. Uh, he's been in that same system his whole life in Memphis. So bringing him into a new system in Utah, I never thought was a great idea. I thought it would maybe work out for a little bit. Um, but I don't think Conley's ceiling. I've never been super high on Conley. I've always thought he was an okay point guard. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, the most he's ever averaged was 20 points a game. Um, and that was last year on the Grizzlies. Um, so that's just right there is not impressive to me at all. It's it's the uh, same thing with Hayward back in the day. He was on the Jazz for seven, eight years, and it took him that long to just get to that 20 points per game range. Um, and then you look at it as a Jazz fan perspective. When we had Hayward, we thought Hayward was a star. We thought Hayward was, you know, everything we wanted. Um, but basically, 
got Mitchell, and then we saw what a real star was, what a real star could do, what a real player could do. He came in and averaged as much as Hayward did his final season for the Jazz when he was an all-star. So Mitchell came in and did better than Hayward ever did for us pretty much. So I think that's the same thing with Conley. You can bring in another guy that can just, uh, you know, get that production and just double it pretty much for the Jazz and he can be younger and whatever it might be. I think uh, the Jazz are just expecting too much from Conley right now and they're paying him way too much and it's just a bad decision. Doesn't fit. He needs to be somewhere probably with a little bit more playmakers around him. Um, don't think of Conley as much of a playmaker. Doesn't really take people one-on-one. He's not really you know, a dead-eye shooter. He can shoot it. He can knock it down. He can uh, hit mid-rangers here and there. He can uh, you know, do a couple crossovers or whatever it might be, but it's nothing too crazy. It's nothing elite. It's nothing great. You know, it's good. It's there. He'll get you a point every now and again, but it's not a main or top two option. Top three, maybe he can be a third option somewhere. Top two, I say no, especially on a team that wants to go to the finals, wants to go to the championship, wants to make it past the first round of the playoffs. Um, Conley has to be a third option or a, a bench player, in my opinion. Um, he can't be making the most in the team, so I think the Jazz need to get rid of Conley. Um, if they don't, it's basically just going to waste another year, I feel like, um, because we won't have any money to spend, I say. The Jazz need to get that money off of their books um, as soon as they possibly can and then just start building for the future as soon as they can. Um, get Mitchell a young player that he can just start growing with, whether that's uh, who knows whether it's somebody in the 22, 23, 24, 25, age range. I think 27, 28 is probably about the highest you'd want to go um, just so they can have three, four, five years to build together um, and just continue to, to get better. I mean, somebody like Clay Thompson with Curry, they, they build or they got built together. They uh, came up with each other. Um, I know Curry was on the Warriors a while before Clay, but when they were first together in those first couple of years, they're nothing close to what they were right now. Um, it was that building up that they had and that chemistry that they developed um, after playing together for so long and uh, building off each other. So I think that's what you need to get, Mitchell. You need to get him a buddy. You need to get him a best friend on the team, somebody that can uh, get 20, 25 points a game as well. Um, and every time Mitchell goes to the bench, they can go in there and score and get us our points and still uh, not let the Jazz lose that production just because they uh, need a little break on the bench or whatever it might be. So I think a couple options that I would consider um, first Kevin Love, I know this name's been brought up a lot to the Jazz. Um, he's not young. About 30 years old. Two years younger than Conley. Uh, he's big. He's power forward. He can rebound. Does not play great defense. I think everybody knows that. Um, but that's just Kevin Love. I think that's just what you get when you get people that are super elite. Well, not super elite, but they're really good scorers. Um, like Kevin Love is. He's a scorer. He's a rebounder who can just put the ball in the hoop, and that's what he does. Um, he's not worried about things like defense, um, in my opinion, because he can do things like score. Um, and I know that's something that Quinn probably does not like, but that's just the price that you have to pay when you get a score. Um, the Jazz can't afford to not score any more points in the playoffs anymore. We've lost it's been three, four years in a row now. Um, the Jazz losing just because they don't have enough scores. So I think you have to go get somebody that can just score and get that 25, 20 points a game. Bogdanovich was that one more person. 
I can do some playmaking. Um, Kevin Love would possibly be an option. Um, I don't know if that would be a solution. It would probably be a little better than what we're doing now. We'll probably uh, raise our ceiling just a little bit to space off him being taller, being bigger. We have another big guy out there that can stretch the floor and get rebounds. And that would also move Mitchell over into that point guard position. It would move Ingles maybe into that shooting guard or backup point guard position so he can control the ball a little bit more and he can be more productive. Um, Mitchell or Ingles plays really well when uh, Conley's not in the game. So I think if we got rid of Conley, Ingles' production would go right back up to where it has been every time that Conley's out. Um, and then... We had Kevin Love. I think he would be a solid 16, 17, 18 points a game scorer, and he'd be able to hit those threes and get rebounds um, every chance we needed him to. Um, he'd be the same. Not similar to uh, Derek Favors. Uh, definitely not on the defensive end, but at least on the offensive end and just what he brought you on offense. Uh, obviously, Favors doesn't shoot threes, but um, I think he could be that piece next to Favors or Gobert that fits in really well. Um, you know, I think he can get a block every now and again, play some good defense, take a couple charges, uh, whatever it might be. So I think that's one really good option right there is Kevin Love. Um, another player that I'm super, super intrigued by um, is Montrez Harrell for the Clippers. Um, he's a free agent this year. I do not think the Clippers ultimately will be able to resign him just because he'll probably command too much money. On his new contract. Um, Montrez Harrell's a really good player. He's a 6'7 centers power forward. Wow, he's got a 7'4 wingspan. Uh, he's only 26 years old and he's in uh, the running for the sixth man of the year. Um, and Montrez is a, he's a good player. He's, he can shoot. Um, he can take it to the hole. He's big. He's thick. Um, he's got intensity. He's young. Um, he has a high potential, he has a, a, a high ceiling, a high future. Um, I, w I would be happy to see the Jazz bring Montrez Harrell in. Um, that's something maybe you could do a, a sign-and-trade Montrez for Conley, possibly, um, just because the Clippers are another team that could probably use a point guard. Um, I don't see them using Patrick Beverly as their uh, franchise point guard while they got PG and Kawhi in there. Um, so I could see them trying to acquire Conley. That would make perfect sense for them. Um, and then the Jazz get Montrez back in return. And then um, however that deal may work uh, money-wise, maybe throw, a, I don't know, Marcus Morris or something in there or somebody to make it work money-wise. Um, there's something they could do. But I think that's one option the Jazz can make. They're getting younger. They're getting another good player. They're getting somebody that can play with Gobert and Mitchell. They're bringing somebody in that has intensity. Um, he brings a good culture. He brings a good winning attitude. Um, he's loud. He's vocal. He's a, he's a good teammate. He sticks up for, you know, all the teammates and stuff like that, like Crowder did. Um, I think Montrez Harrell would be a really solid pickup if the Jazz could get him. Um, we'll see what happens with that. I would definitely look into going that way put him at power forward move Bogdanovich over to small forward um, put Royce at shooting guard and then put Mitchell at point guard um, I think that's a really good team right there a couple other options that I think the Jazz trade Conley to are the LA Lakers potentially they do not have much to offer in return maybe we could get a Kuzma if we were lucky um, maybe Danny Green 
uh, just to you know take his money off the Lakers' books for the season. And then they got a point guard to help LeBron, and they help ADL. Um, so potential fit, I think, for Conley. I think he would like it there. He wouldn't be relied on too much to score and uh, be a playmaker. He'd just be there to help out LeBron, help out Anthony Davis, and uh, be a defender and help you know contribute and just share the ball around with them. So that's another option. I think the Bucks would also be good. Um, don't know who the Jets get in return to that. Maybe a Dante DiVincenzo would be good. Um, not elevating the Jazz's ceiling too much, uh, but it is getting Conley off the books and to a team where he could probably help them out a lot um, and do better than what the Jazz are doing right now. Maybe the Jazz could get uh, George Hill back in return just for a season or two and then a first-round pick or something uh, along those lines just to help out with the future. Um, as well as the Bucks, I think the 76ers could be looking at uh, getting a point guard and I know they've been playing Ben Simmons at point guard for the last two or three seasons. Um, they moved into power forward this season, and they uh, put Shake Milton over at the point guard position. I think they could be looking at somebody, somebody else. Uh, Conley would be a good fit for them. He'd be good next to Embiid. Um, if they were looking at keeping Embiid and Simmons together, I think Conley would fit really well next to those two. Um, like uh, the same thing with the Lakers. He wouldn't be relied on too much to score, just uh, – share the ball around and hit a three um, every now and again, which I think he would be able to do. And I could just see him fitting in to the Bucks, the Lakers, uh, ten times better than he fits in with the Jazz. Um, just because they're better teams and they have better players, and uh, he wouldn't be so dependent on to do as much on those teams. Um, the Cavs as well. Um, not much that the Cavs could use Conley for, but that's just for the, the Kevin Love option. Um, maybe... Conley could teach Sexton and Dylan Windler and Kevin Porter Jr., those guys, maybe he could teach them a couple things, uh, be a veteran presence in that locker room and just help them out with whatever. Um, potentially, uh, probably not, but it could happen. The Hornets also, who knows what could happen with that. The Jets could bring back somebody like Nicholas Batum in a first-round pick or maybe Malik Monk or uh, Cody Zeller. I don't know, somebody like that, P.J. Washington. I don't know, somebody. The Hornets are a potential. Um, you could look for somebody that they're looking for to help uh, grow Devontae Graham and teach him new things and just show him stuff. And I think Conley could be that for Devontae Graham and help him out for his career a little better than he does for Mitchell. Um, and then one more is the Detroit Pistons. Um, uh, Blake Griffin would be a nice fit. He's, uh, he's always hurt. He makes a lot of money. He's on a big contract. Uh, probably not going to happen. But I would like to see it happen. Blake can score. He can get the ball in the hoop. He can dribble. He can shoot trees. He can uh, he can score all around the floor. He's really productive. He can block. He can play defense. He can you know run the court. Blake's a great player. Or he used to be. I don't know if he is anymore. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. He had a really good season last year for the Pistons. Um, something to look into. Maybe um, that contract is kind of scary though. So I'll keep an eye on that. But. The right price, I would definitely look at getting Blake Griffin from Mike Conley. I think Blake Griffin could help the Jazz a lot better than Mike Conley did this year. Um, he's more of a superstar, and he's got a higher ceiling and more potential than Conley does. Um, and I think he's just overall a better player. Um, so with that being said, I think those are the moves the Jazz need to make for Conley. Um, I don't think it's an option to keep Conley anymore. I think if the Jazz do end up keeping Conley, it's probably going to be about the same Results next season is probably going to be, you know, middle of the standings, third, fourth, fifth, whatever it may be. Um, 
probably a first, second round exit because you have to face those teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Rockets. You have to face them. You can't run from them uh, like the Jazz tried this year. Can't do that. Still got to face them eventually. Still got to get through some teams. And Nuggets are going to be better next year too. Um, so many teams in the West that are good and that got a bright future coming up. So Jazz want to win. They're going to have to be serious and make some smart moves. Um, I think the number one move for the Jazz this offseason would be in free agency. And there's a couple moves that I love, love, love for the Jazz to make this year that I think could really, really, really help us out. Um, but to do that, we're going to need to clear some money off the books. And to do that, it's either moving Conley, um, it's getting rid of Clarkson, um, getting rid of, I don't know, maybe someone like Niang, trading him for something or releasing him. I mean, maybe um, Gobert, potentially. Um, I know there's been talk in the past about Gobert getting traded. Um, his contract extension is coming up pretty soon, so it's a big question of giving him the max contract or trading him for somebody else. Um, so that's a huge question right there as well, but some of the big free agents that I think the Jazz really need to get that would be super beneficial for us would be Fred Van Vliet. Um, he's only 26 years old, coming off a, a great year for the Raptors. The Raptors are playing man, it's just surprising that they even made it back to the playoffs. They won in the first round. Um, Fred Van Vliet is just, he picked up right where Kyle Lowry left off, and he's been playing great. He's a free agent this year. He's a really good player. I could see the Jazz uh, wanting to go after him. He's a six-foot point guard. Uh, I don't love him the most out of any other free agent, but he is good, and I think he would be a huge upgrade over Conley, and I think he would uh, put that Jazz up a level and allow us to you know, go into that second, third, fourth round of the playoffs and uh, actually give us a chance to compete um, just because he's more young and uh, he has a – more potential, got a bright future, and he's just been solid um, up to this point in the NBA, and uh, who knows what he could do if he had the chance to run a team along with Mitchell, um, so he's one of the options I think the Jazz should consider, but I think the number one option that the Jazz need to go after this offseason is Christian Wood. He's only 24 years old, six foot ten, small forward, power forward, center, out of the Detroit Pistons. He's a free agent this year. He came out and he had a breakout season. He killed it this year. Um, who knows what's going to happen with him. I don't know if he's going to re-sign with the Pistons. He's probably going to be getting a big, big contract. Um, he has not been that productive in his whole career, but he just started breaking out for the Pistons this year, and he looked really good. It was only that last little um, half stretch of the season um, that he started to break out, but, man, once he did, he just looked basically unstoppable um and he's somebody that i think would fit perfectly in the jazz offense and jazz defense he'd fit right next to gobert he'd fit right next to mitchell he'd be right there at that power forward spot he'd be perfect he'd have another scorer he'd be out there with bogdanovich and royce and mitchell and gobert and uh yeah i, I think christian wood would probably be the number one priority if i was the jazz um, he's a great player um he probably wants to win I think the Jazz could allow him to win as soon as he came in. I think he makes us, uh, I don't know if he makes us contenders, but he definitely ups us up a level. And depending on how much he can improve in his future, then we can be contenders. Um, and he can grow with Mitchell and just continue to get better. And 
yeah, I think that's the number one guy I would go after this offseason is Christian Wood from the Detroit Pistons. Um, I don't know if he's going to want to stay in Detroit because they're bad. They're kind of rebuilding. They're probably going to have a bad next couple, four or five years. Um, so it's not too appealing to sign there. So if he's looking for another team, I think the Jazz should be at the top of his list. I think he should be at the top of the Jazz list as well. So hopefully the Jazz can go after him and pull something big off and get him and bring him in. Um, I think he would help us out a lot in so many ways. Um, another guy I think would help would be Davis. Davis Bertans for the Washington Wizards. He's 27 years old. Um, he's 6'10", 6'11", big power forward, center, whatever he is, um, small forward, whatever you want to play him at. He shoots threes. He's a sniper. Kyle Korver, but with red hair. Um, he just hits threes all day. be a great option for the Jazz. He spaced the floor out so much. He could play him at the backup center every now and again. Uh, you could play him out there with Gobert and Bogdanovich and Ingles and Mitchell, and you could just hit threes all day. Um, he doesn't play much defense. Uh, he doesn't do much playmaking. He's probably a uh, uh, second option if you can't get somebody like Christian Wood that is a playmaker and that can dribble and bring the ball up the court and stuff like that. And I think I would go after somebody like David Bertans if you had the money, of course. Um, but uh, I think I'd go after Christian Wood first. Bertans is very intriguing, though. He could bring Jazz a whole new level of scoring. Um, he's had injuries in the past. He hasn't been great in the past. Um, I'd be careful on how much I gave him a year um, for his salary, but uh, I definitely look at bringing him in. I think he could help us out in a lot of ways. He's only 27 years old, so he still has a bright future ahead of him. He could grow with Mitchell. He could grow with Gobert. Um, he can continue to get better. He can grow with Bogdanovich as well, and uh, yeah, I think that would be really good if we could bring him in. Um, um, as well as him, Ibaka would be good. I could see the Jazz going after him, and it would probably just be a mid-level exception if we did go after Ibaka. Um, he probably would not be commanding much money right now at this point in his career, um, but he is a big small forward center that can shoot threes. Um, I think he's probably 32, 33 years old, getting older in his career right now. Um, but he is still productive. He still can help out in a lot of ways. Uh, good at defense. He's a, I'm sure he's a good locker room presence and stuff. Uh, off of everything I've heard, he's a good, uh, just a good teammate. He's been solid his whole career, and uh, yeah, I'd definitely look at bringing him back in. I think he would uh, fit perfectly in this Jazz offense, but especially if you could bring him off that bench unit, um, and maybe potentially put him in that role that uh, Ed Davis was supposed to have, um, and then just let him play a little bit of power forward and center whenever Gobert or whoever is out, um, and maybe play him with Gobert at times as well too. Um, Another guy is Jeremy Grant for the Nuggets. He just played against this guy. He's a big power forward. He's got a big wingspan. He can shoot threes. Um, he's just big. He's athletic. He's strong. He's fast. Um, he's a good player. He's, like, he's a free agent. He's on a cheap deal right now. He's probably not going to be asking for that much money. Uh, probably in the eight to ten, twelve million dollar range. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go after Jeremy Grant. He's good. I think he would fit in perfectly with the Jazz. Um, Obviously, he would not be a main option or something for us. Uh, if we were to get him, I would also want to get another star to bring in, but I think he would be a nice side piece just to play along other stars and just to have his contributions come up, whether that's on the bench or as the starting power forward or whatever it might be. Another player the Jazz could potentially be looking at is Evan Fournier for the Orlando Magic. He's a He's six seven shooting guard, small forward. Um, he's been kind of inconsistent in his career. 
Um, he's 27 years old. He's on a player option for the Magic. The Magic are not that great. They're okay. They've made the playoffs the last couple of years, but um, I don't know what their ceiling is. I don't know how many year, more years they're going to be making the playoffs. Um, I don't know how satisfied Evan Fournier is with that team or with that coaching staff or his role with that team. Um, it, does, it seems like he's been struggling a little bit since going there. Um, he's had the opportunities to become a uh, high-level producer in this league and a high-level scorer. Um, it's been up to him to show that. Um, he hasn't. I think he's around 18, so 20 points a game, somewhere around there. Um, it's not great. It's okay for him. Uh, I think it'd be good as a third piece, fourth piece maybe. I don't think you could swap him out with Conley, um, and I don't think he would ultimately make us any better. Maybe he would because he's got size and he's got speed and he's a little more young and he's probably playing better defense and everything like that, and he just allows Mitchell to move over to that point guard spot and just allows the Jazz to play a little bit bigger um, and play a little bit more differently than with Conley on the floor. Um, but I think a out that it would equal out to be the same uh, production level and about the same uh, ceiling for the Jazz if we got Evan Fournier. Um, if we brought him in, then that's when I'd want to start bringing in other pieces to put around uh, him and just basically restructure the side pieces around Gobert and Mitchell and Evan Fournier if that were a possibility. I know he's really, really good friends with uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, don't know if that's something the Jazz are interested in or not. Um, but I could see it potentially happening. The Jazz are a good team. They could use a small forward. That's something we are laughing at. Um, but uh, I think mostly we need a power forward more than anything. But we could use a small forward. There's a position we could use. Um, he is a player that we could use. It could potentially happen. He's only 27. He's still young. He's still a good scorer. Um, he still does have some impressive, impressive games, impressive times in his career. Um, he still is a pretty impressive player. And there is potential there. Um, especially if he's coming in with Gobert and they're creating some chemistry like that, um, especially with Gobert never really having too many uh, great friends or nothing like that on the Jazz. I mean, there's Neto and I think Rubio and stuff like that, but I think Fournier is pretty much Gobert's best friend in the whole league. So if you drop Fournier in, I think that would make Gobert uh, really happy and uh, bring the morale of him up a lot. I don't know if it would help the team out overall, but it would help Gobert. He'd probably be more happy and, uh, I don't know how that would play out for the Jazz, but that is an option. It's potential. Um, he's okay. I don't know what that could turn into be. He probably wouldn't be asking for that much, maybe $18, $17 million contract a year, which isn't terrible. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll see what happens with that. Evan Cornier would be okay piece, but we'll see what happens. And then another piece is... DeMar DeRozan, um, he's 31 years old. I do not know if this is uh, potential to happen. Uh, he would fit nicely with the Jazz, I feel like. Uh, he's a good mid-range scorer. He can hit the three every now and again. He can get to the basket. He can just put points up um, in a game. He's, he's got a nice size. He's about 6'9", six, 6'8", six, um, in that range. Shooting guard, small forward. Um, he's a good player. He's getting a little bit older. He's been pretty good on the Spurs. Um, don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, he's going. He's on a player option with the Spurs this year. The Spurs do not look like they have a bright future. Um, at least for the next couple of years while they would have DeRozan. Um, so I could see DeRozan moving on, but where DeRozan goes is a huge question mark. I don't know if 
Jazz would be a fit for him. Um, I feel like it would be okay. He would kind of uh, limit the floor spacing a little bit just because he's not that much of a three-point shooter, but he can put bar- uh, the ball in the basket whenever you need him to. He can get to the basket. He can get to the rim. Um, he's among the best about at getting to the basket and just going and getting a layup um, whenever you need him to. So he is still a great scorer. He still would provide a lot for the Jazz, um, a lot more over Kami. Um, if the Jazz were able to get rid of Kami and maybe do a signing signing trade for DeRozan and Kami, um, I think that would help the Jazz out. And I think if the Jazz had DeRozan instead of Kami, that would have ultimately helped them beat the Nuggets in that playoff series. Um, yesterday. So I think Com- or DeRozan would elevate the Jazz. I think that would be a really nice pickup, especially if you could swap him for Conley in a signing trade or something like that. Um, yeah, I would go after DeRozan if I was a Jazz. I've been saying this for about three years now. I like DeRozan. Uh, I think he's a good player. It doesn't really bother me too much that he doesn't shoot threes. Uh, so I think there's a lot of value in players that can still score from the mid-range, especially someone that can score at the volume of Mar DeRozan. He can just hit those mid-range jumpers all day, and he's got good size. He's got good athletic ability. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's quick. He's a good teammate. I'm sure Mitchell would get along with him perfectly. Um, he's a good player. He's, he listens. I'm sure Quinn would love him. Uh, yeah, I would go after DeRozan. If you could flip calmly for DeRozan, that's something I would definitely be interested in if I were the Jazz. I think that would definitely put the Jazz up a level. Um, and then if they did that, then you would just add maybe one or two more pieces around um, DeRozan and Mitchell. And I think that would help the Jazz. DeRozan would not be asking for as much as Conley makes, uh, which is $32 million. Um, so that would allow the Jazz to have some more money elsewhere. Um, it would allow them to keep someone like Clarkson and then add maybe, I don't know, it could be a, a Favors, it could be a Ibaka, somebody like that on a mid-level exception if they were to accept it. Um, it could help the Jazz out, help them save money, um, and then help elevate the ceiling as well at the same time while saving money. So if I were the Jazz, definitely look at that move. I'd definitely look at DeMar DeRozan, see what's going on with him. I think he'd be a nice fit. Um, if you were to get him, though, you would have to add a couple more pieces around him just to make it uh, be a better fit, to stretch the floor out a little bit more, add a center that can shoot some threes, um, add a power forward that's big and get, get some rebounds and shoot some threes like Ibaka, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I think it would be perfect. Um, so if the Jazz can do something like that, I think that would be perfect for them. That's a dream scenario this offseason. Um, I think the Jazz need to go and re-sign Jordan Clarkson. Um, he'll probably be asking for $15, $16 million a year. Um, is what I predict he'll probably get. I think the Jazz will sign him on a three-year deal, four-year deal maybe. Um, but it'll probably be around $15, $16 million, And then they'll have to decide what they're going to do with Conley, what they're going to do with Gobert. But in my opinion, I say get rid of Conley. Bring in somebody else, put that money elsewhere, stretch the floor, help this team out, help out Mitchell, move Mitchell to point guard, and help his potential to be an all-star and to be a champion in this league. So, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If you liked it, make sure you leave a description, make sure you leave a five-star review. If you want to hit me up, you can follow me on Instagram. It's under Utah Jazz Mountain, or it's under Global Hoopers with two L's under Global. So, yeah, guys. Appreciate you listening. Hit me up.